I want to do somewhat of a little lineup today, and I want to ask this question, well, who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? We find today that in these particular passages of Scripture, people, when the day in which Jesus walked on the face of the earth, people were wondering, people wanted to know, and I think there are some even in here today are those that may capture this particular on YouTube. And I know that we get in situations that we wonder, who is Jesus? Somebody say amen. I want to pause and stop for just a moment and make sure I am affirming and wanting to maybe say with different wording some things that Dr. Thompson said of why we wanted to have this uh, coming together to create this clarity because it matters to your life. He said, John 10 and 10, the thief cometh but to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus says, but I have come that you may have life and it more what? And how many of you understand that the word abundant, some translations, Amplified Bible, things like that, says until it overflows. How many understand some people even define full is not when you can get it up to the brim because that means it's a little point left. To be full means that it ought to have some flowing out of it. And we want to have some flowing out of it so that you can have some for those around you. Somebody say amen. So the point here is simply this, is that when that thought comes about you in your life, and I think that we do it in Christ, I think we do it um, when we don't know Christ or don't know God or we're, you know, science-based or I'm a realist or, you know, all these kinds of things, but many of us have this, this, this tampering with us, and that is when something happens to us, we think God did it. Mm. I'll say that again because it got quiet right there. Here's the point I want to make is that God, in as it was said, the New Testament, and I'm going to make it even clearer, does not put sickness, disease, suffering, bad, wrongdoing on you. Amen. Slow down. Thank you very much so. Listen, I don't mind you not saying amen that you don't deal with that in here because you don't want to be found saying amen in here. But when those sniffles happen, but when you go through a difficulty, even the strong of us have a point of a temptation of doubt. What I'm trying to say is that we need to have all doubt erased and have nothing but the abundant life flowing out of us. And what that means is, John 16, in the world you may have trial, trouble, and tribulation. But that has nothing to do with who we are. That's because we're still in the world. What my point is is this. Sickness, disease does not, is not given to believers to teach us something. Amen. In other words, because you think you did something bad and you cursed somebody or you was mad and you didn't forgive or something. Else, so now you got to have the flu because you needed to be in bed suffering because God needed to teach you a lesson. That is not in the word of God. Watch this in Jesus. Here's the key. Here's the key. Go through the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and any of the epistles that follow it. You do not see Jesus strike somebody with sickness. I'm going to say that again. You do not see Jesus. You do not see who? Jesus. You don't see Jesus call somebody trip, stumble, and break a bone because you didn't do something right. You do not see that in Jesus. You do not see that in who? Jesus. 
And if we are in Christ, if we are in Jesus, then God is not doing that to you. I'm going to let that savor for a little bit. Selah. Can we, can we all get that? All right. If pastor goes up for a jump shot and somebody comes down on my toes, are y'all with me? <laughs> my toe might hurt. But Jesus did not step on my toe or bring somebody to step on my toe to hurt me. God is, oh, let me just, let's say it over here because y'all look like smiling people. <laughs> Listen, oh, you know what? Y'all going to like this. Watch this. Our little group. God is not trying to teach me, boy, you too old to be out there playing with Luke in there. <laughs> Do y'all like that? Y'all like that? In other words, if I can take them to the cup, Mason, I need to take them to the cup. Now, I need to wash my toes, but after the layup, I need to get out the way. Everybody say amen. <laughs> I'm just making sure you understand that nothing that happens to you bad, don't start looking at God as trying to teach you something. Amen. amen. Now, I'm going to make this quick little transition. Here's what we're going to do today. Could you go to the next screen for just a second? Look at this. Thoughts about identity. Thoughts about what? Identity. You know... I have found and I am discovering more and more, especially let's say we talk about a beautiful young engaged couple or newlywed couple. Now, I've heard this on Facebook, so I'm not going to say what I need to say, <laughs> but, you know, it's public because I don't know stuff because I'm not on Facebook. Right? But I hear that somebody might get a sibling. That's what I heard. Amen. Praise God. Amen. So here, here's the joy of this. I want to make sure you understand that identity, identity, say identity. identity. Elder Thompson talked about it. We need to see our full, complete identity in Christ. Where? In, Christ. in him, in Christ, in him, in the Lord, in Jesus, in his word. Anything about Jesus, we need to see ourselves in him, not outside of him, but we need to see ourselves what? In him. We need to see ourselves what? Branches are in the vine. We need to see ourselves in what? Come on, we're going somewhere with this. Here's the beauty of it. If we see ourselves in Christ, if we see ourselves where? In Then we need to see our identity in Christ. Come on, everybody. We need to see our identity where? In Christ. Amen. So here, here's the beauty of this. Watch this. I agree that there's good teaching it, you know, when you see who you are, you walk different, right? Based on how you see yourself, you purchase things differently. Ooh, that's a good word. Based on how you see yourself is based on what you put in your body. Uh-oh, now I'm starting to meddle. <laughs> I saw some faces, but that's some faces with. Hold up now, wait a minute. I don't need you to be talking about my fast food up in this morning. Right? <laughs> you don't, I don't need you to be peeping in my drive-thru right now in Jesus' name. Listen, based on everything about how you see yourself, your identity with me, I'm, go I'm going somewhere, please. How you have your identity is based on also the things that you do. Everybody with me? We as a church, I got to go faster. We as a church have an identity. Everybody with me? Prophet Jonathan came, preached this passage of scripture we're about to go to, and when he did that, he talked about the identity of who we are as a church, not just the local church, but the big C church through the stages and ages of the world. My point is, is that there is identity. There is what? 
There's identity that you have. There's identity that we have as a body or as a part of the church. We have an identity as the kingdom of God. We have an identity. We have a what? Today, I want to do something different. While we do a lot of teaching about who we are, who the church is, I think all of those are beautiful. We need to have all those identities. I want to talk about something else today. I want to talk about the identity of Jesus. Because until we really know the identity of Jesus, we cannot see ourselves more clearly. If we don't know the identity of Jesus, we can't know who we are as a church. If we can't understand, I'm about to, identity about who Jesus is, we cannot even act the way of who we are in him. Because if we don't know who he is, we really don't know what we're in. But when I get a better, clearer understanding of who Jesus is, I get a better and clearer understanding of who I am, and when I get a clear understanding of who I am, I get a better clear understanding of who we are, and when I get a better understanding of who we are, I understand what we're supposed to do in this world, because Jesus Christ gives us the full completeness of our identity. Somebody say amen. I said Jesus gives us the complete fullness of our identity. And here is the question. Then who do you say that I am? Somebody say amen. amen. Turn the Bible to Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16. We're just going to read 13 to 16, 13 to 20. And I'm going to do it out of the King James, New King James, that is. All right? Here we go. We got other verses, but we won't go over them. We will mention them. You will hear them. You can write them down. But here's the ones that we want. Everybody, we know that, listen, just because you know this passage of Scripture really well, don't just glaze over it, okay? Matthew 16. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Who do what? Men say, or people rather, right? We want to include humankind, not just male men. It says, Who do people say that I, the Son of Man, am? So Jesus is asking the question, Who do people say that I am? Who do what? Say that, so they said, get this, this is the word, this is truth, listen to this. So they said, some say. How many of you know that's kind of like saying they say? And don't we always ask the question, who are they? It says, they say, some say, John the Baptist. Some say, Elijah, and I, I, I didn't even catch this one, and others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. So, so get this. They were like near, because they was even in the word. They was near, but they still wasn't correct. How many know you could be like reading the Bible? <laughs> you could be like at Bible study. You could even be like a Christian, <laughs> but not be able to answer this question right. Oh, it's getting quiet up in here. Listen. These people were very literate with the word of God. I mean, they, they had to go to like to Hebrew school. <laughs> I mean, it was a part of their upbringing, right? They, they knew the word. They knew the Old Testament, which was written. 
And, and, and so what they pull out and say, say, I heard about that one guy who's been baptized, and I, they, some of them think it's the one and the same. Well, you remember Elijah, he was taken up into heaven, right? So this is like him maybe coming back. So it must be Elijah. And, and then the other one says Jeremiah or one of the prophets, right? So they have a misnomer of who he is. So he says, he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Say that with me. But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Somebody say amen. Can we praise God for the right answer? Come on, can we thank God for the right answer? You know what? No, I'm serious. Like, that's the real answer. That's the real answer. He says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Verse 17. Jesus answered and said to him, this is so important. Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. Stop. Pause for just a second. We do not know who Jesus is based on how much you've studied or read. <laughs> you do not know Jesus or the Christ because you went to Bible college or that you learned him in Sunday school. I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. Scripture, listen, flesh and blood cannot give you this. So it's not based on striving. It's not based on being good. It's not being on based on being I'm just the best person. Or you know what? I don't hurt anybody. Is everybody with me? Look what it says. It says, everybody say identity. identity. He says, has not revealed this to you. So how does it happen? But my father who is in heaven. And I also say to you, watch this, that you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of Hades or hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. I can't teach that last part because concise on time. But here's what I want you to see. Based on Peter's answer, which did not come by study or being studious, it did not come by formulation or doing some kind of test, it didn't come by, you know what, there's way too much that, you know, science has proven and the studies have shown about this doesn't really, this isn't really real and religion is just a type of, you know, crutch. You know, I was told that, remember I was told that back in my years of FedEx, you know, somebody came to me and said, you know, you know, Teran, that, you know, that Christian stuff, that's just your crutch. You know, I used to be kind of embarrassed about that because I was like, I, he got me, you know, that type of thing. You know, like, man, you know, give me a crutch. I don't know what to say about that. I mean, you know, I spent some time with Jesus, and, and you know, Jesus told me, <laughs> this is what I believe, right? I, God helped me to understand, no, you know, actually, Jesus is not my crutch. He's my whole gurney. <laughs> Amen. He, you know what? 
Jesus is my whole entire gurney. Are you with me? No, he is not my little crutch. He is my entire gurney because I needed to be dead because his, as that verse said, right, I was on my way to hell. I was dead in my own sins. And Jesus Christ, he loved me so through the Father's love that he gave his whole entire life for me. And while I was on the gurney, he exchanged his life for my life. And I once was dead, but now I'm alive. And I am now to live forevermore. For because Jesus became my sin and I became his righteousness. I didn't need a crutch. I needed an entire gurney. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Don't you ever let somebody shame you into your believing. Don't you ever let somebody stop your thriving fire. Don't you ever let somebody stop you from following the one who saved you, rescued you, gave you a blessed life, caused you to have a wife and children. As Brad Derrick said, the reason of a car or any other material and immaterial thing, every good and perfect gift comes down from above in whom there is the Father, in whom there is no variableness nor shadow of turning. I want you to know everything that is good. Jesus even asked the question. There is no one good but God. I want you to know everything that you have good comes from God. Give the Lord a praise offering. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on, I want you to take two minutes. You got two minutes. I need you to type it in your phone. I'm going to use it later. Come on, put it down. I want you to write down right now in a personal way, who do you say that Jesus is? Come on, write it down. Type. Just Two answers, three answers, however many you can get out. Who do you say that Jesus is? Two minutes. Please, if you're online, write it down. It's fun, it's enjoyable, it's an activity. I'm going to write down a couple answers, tuck them away for when I ask for them. Thank you so much. This is a lineup. So, how I many you know, I've never been in a lineup, amen, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but, but how many you know that, 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 you know, I've seen, don't be judging my TV watching, amen, I've seen on TV that, that they have somebody come in and, and like they use them as a witness, are you with me? Now, this is not going to totally fit, but it's just for you to get engaged here. Is that how many understand they, they have somebody behind the screen or behind the mirror, and you, you really can't see them, but they can see you. And, and you look out, and, and, you, and you see them, and you're supposed to pick out which one it is. Are y'all with me? You're supposed to pick out which one it what? But, but we're going to do this kind of like in reverse today. Like, we're going to say, you know what, who, who, is, who is that behind the screen? Are you with me? 
In other words, we're going to have them say, well, well, who is this? That they, they can't really see him because how I many you know you can't really see Jesus? You, you, you can't really see God right now. But, but, but one thing we can do is that maybe they can try to look through. And wait a minute, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13, for we now look through a glass dimly. Okay, okay. But, but what we're going to do is we're going to use them up there right now. Can, can we do them for just a second? Are, are, is everybody with me? Go to John chapter 1. We're going to follow the Bible a little bit. <laughs> Go to John chapter 1. Who, who do you say that I am? We got to go a little faster. So the people lined up. Look at John chapter 1, verse 34. I'm going to stay in the New King James just for the sake of the message. Look, look, we're going to go from verse 34 to 36. Get this. Some quick teaching. Listen, so, so we could say, and I, I may have to impale you. Can I get you to write on Mason's John chapter 1, verses 34 to 36, right? Look, look at this pers first person. This first person, look what he says, verse 34. It says this, and I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. Somebody say amen. amen. In other words, we got a testimony here. And he says, again, the next day, John stood with two of his disciples, and looking at Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. Is everybody with me? In other words, John the Baptist sees Jesus, and he identifies him, Pastor Lawrence, as being the Son of God and the Lamb of God. He saw him as the what? The Son of God and the Lamb of God. And the Lamb of God. Listen, let's go a little bit further. Can I get you to do that? Watch this one. You can pick one of those if you would, or if you want him to be Mason, that's still. We're in John chapter 1. Y'all gonna love these. Look at this. Look at verse 40. Verse 40. This is just quick little teaching. Who do you say that I am? One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was who? Was who? Andrew. Simon Peter's brother. In other words, it is identified that Andrew was the first disciple who, be, who became a disciple of Jesus that was able to identify him. Look what it says in verse 41. He first found his own brother Simon and said to him, we have found the Messiah, which is translated what? The Christ. We've got John the Baptist saying he is the son of God. We've got him saying that he is the lamb of God. We've got Andrew who was listening to, this, to John. And then he says, you know what? We have found the what? Messiah, which is translated the Christ. Somebody say amen. Can I share with you some different ones? Go to this one, Anna, on another one. Now, Jeremiah, don't, don't be mad about this one, okay? But Mark chapter 3. Go to Mark chapter 3. Mark chapter 3. Are we having fun? This is fun. Listen, Mark chapter 3. Get this. You're all going to really like this one. Watch who identifies Jesus. Watch who identifies Jesus. For some of y'all that know this passage of Scripture, you've you got to catch this. Here it is. You're going to see it in verse 11. And it says, and the unclean spirits. What? Jeremiah, don't be mad. Listen. And the unclean spirits. Whenever they saw him, they fell down before him and cried out saying, you are the son of God. 
Even the demons and spirits and the unseen world is able to identify because they genuinely know that Jesus is the Messiah, that Jesus is the Christ. You know what? Flesh and blood may not be sure or doubtful or shameful or I'm not sure about this Jesus yet, but you know what? The spirit world knows, wait a minute, that is the Son of God. He is the ruler. He is the King of glory. He is the Lord, and we do what? We bow down to him. Therefore, you need to stop playing around with demons and just tell them, you belong to the Christ. I'm in the Christ, and the Christ is in me. Therefore, you have nothing that you will be able to do or have me because I've got authority over you because Jesus Christ is in me. And just as you bow down to him, bow down to him in me right now in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. amen. Listen, the spirits know who Jesus is. John the Baptist knew who Jesus was. Andrew knew who Jesus was. Can I share with you another one? Go to Mark, uh, John chapter 11. John chapter 11. Let's go to that next version. John chapter 11. All we need is verse 27 for shortness of time again. Verse 27. Look at this. You all know the story. John chapter 11 is this passage that Jesus comes and raises Lazarus from the dead. But notice what Martha, his sister, says, right? Uh, let's get it a run in. Let's go with verse 26. 26 says this. And whoever lives and believes in me and believes in what? Believes in shall never die. Do you believe this? This is what she said. She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the son of God who has come into the world. Martha, a woman of God. Ah, dog, I should have timed that out. Martha, <laughs> a woman of God, one that knew Jesus, had watched his ways, had him in, his, in her home. I want you to know, she said, you are what? Look at that. She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe. I what? I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. One more we want to take a look at. Don't be mad over there with you. Let's go to, let's go to, oh, wow. Chap, let's go to Matthew 14, I believe. Uh, Mark 14, that's what it is. Mark 14. Go to Mark 14. Last one. I'll read, we'll shout, we'll go home. Everybody with me? Not this verse. The end of the message. John 14. John, I mean Mark 14, I'm sorry. Mark 14. Watch this. We're looking to identify him. Verse 44 to 46. Now his betrayer had given him a signal, saying, whomever I kiss, whomever I what? He is the one. He is the what? He is the he is the one. Seize him and lead him away safely. As soon as he had come immediately, he went up to him and said to him, Rabbi, Rabbi, and kissed him. Then they laid their hands on him and took him. Does everybody see that? You may be seated. Let's give God a big praise offer for them for coming up and volunteering. Listen, this last one I want you to see is that Judas 
at his betrayal came up and gave him a kiss. I love what Jesus says, you betray me with a kiss, friend? How many of you got to be careful who your friends are? He says, you betray me with a kiss? How many understand through this passage of scripture, we understand, we looked at John the Baptist identified who he is. We saw Andrew identify who he is. We saw demons and the spirit world identify who he is. We saw Martha identify who he is. We even see another one of his disciples, Judas, who Elder spoke about. Even he identified because they all knew that Jesus was the Christ, that Jesus is the Christ. Somebody say amen. So what I like to do now is to go ahead and share with you a couple point points. If I pick you out, you tell me who you said it was, all right? Or are you with me, amen? Let's go, Monique. Who, who, is, who is in your answer? Who, does, who is Jesus? Oh, there we go. We could just wrap it up on that. Sister Dr. Angela, come on. Everybody glad she's back? Come on. Sister, come on. You're a professor. Don't play. What'd you write? All right, Jesus is the same today. Yesterday, today, and forevermore. Amen. Praise God. Who you say, Sister Jennifer? Come on. The lifter of my head. Amen. Brother Mark, who'd you say he is? Come on. He's my almighty God, my friend and supply. Everybody said amen. amen. I want to close with this thought. Say again. Go back to that title message, that title part. Who do you say that I am? Jesus asked those that had been with him. I'm talking to you today about those that have been with Jesus. You've heard of Jesus. You've walked with Jesus. You've got your family in Jesus or somebody around you believes in Jesus. Your kinfolk, somebody knows Jesus like we've been reading. I want to finish by saying this. His divine identity, his divine what? Is also disclosed by having his saving actions, the attributes of his deity ascribed to him, and the adoration that he receives. I want you to understand when we betray the person of Jesus and his work, it's found in his name. Now, we cannot be limited to his name, but we know his name and those titles about his name reveals the identity as the Savior. He also bears these names. Jesus bears the name of God or Theos. Jesus bears the name of Lord as Curios. Jesus bears the name as the Christ. It's not his last name, but that Christ means the anointed one, the Messiah. It means the Christ. We identify him as being the good shepherd. We see Jesus as being the light of the world. When we talk about Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins, Matthew 1, 21. The name Jesus is the name Yeshua, which is Joshua, which means the Lord saves. Like Joshua of the old, Jesus will deliver his people from their bondage and bring them into the true promised land of God. God's forgiveness. Is there anybody here that leads God's forgiveness? But Jesus bears the name not merely as an instrument or a conduit to God's salvation, but he embodies this salvation in his own personhood because his name shall be called Emmanuel, God with us, Matthew 1, 23. Isaiah 7, 14. We know Jesus as being God. There's many times in the word of God that the name God is used in reference to Jesus. John's gospel identifies Jesus as the word of God, and he himself was God. Indeed, the holy begotten of God. It also, in John, he confesses, Thomas confesses, my Lord and my God, John 20, 28. In the book of Acts of the Apostles, Paul speaks of the church of God, which is obtained with his blood, Acts 
2028. The New Testament also refers to Jesus as God as a number of times. Christ is God blessed forever, Romans 9, 5. Our great God and Savior, Titus 2, 13. Our God and Savior, 2 Peter 1 and 1. And the true God and eternal life, 1 John 5, 20. We know Jesus as being Lord. Jesus is also identified as Lord throughout all of the New Testament. He is the Son, like Peter said, the Son of God, the only begotten of God, the only begotten Son, the only Son of God. His background is found in the Old Testament, like in Hosea 11 and 1. But the Davidic king in particular bears his identity. I want you to know he is the Son of Man. It might seem old or odd to include the Son of Man as a divine title, but the Son of Man was his favorite self-designation of Jesus and certainly entails Christ's humanity because Jesus came in flesh and blood to save us who were flesh and blood. The likely background of this is in Daniel chapter 7, which speaks of the mysterious figure like a son of man who arrives in the clouds and receives from the Lord the ancient of days, the very dominion, glory, and kingdom, and belong to the proper of God himself. In the fullness of the revelation of Christ, it becomes apparent that the son of man is a figure of divine and human. Jesus infuses all of these things when we see who he is. Again, his titles, his names, Jesus is Lord. I want you to know, in John, he's called I Am. Just like he says, my father says I am, he says like that, I am. He says it seven times in the book of John. I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the gate of the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And get this, you might like this, I am the true vine. Somebody say amen. Jesus, listen, Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He is the last Adam who brings righteousness and the resurrection life from the first Adam brought sin into death into the world. He is the image of God, not only in terms of his true humanity, but also in the one of eternally. He reflects the mediator, the mediator between God and man. He is the Savior who rescues his people from sin and death. And then he is the faithful witness. He is the faithful witness. In other words, he's the one looking at us as we're looking at him. Somebody say amen. He's the faithful witness. What are you saying, pastor? He is the firstborn from the dead and the ruler of the kings of the earth. That's you and me. He is the first and the last. He is the lion of the tribe of Judah. He is the root of David. He is the lamb who was slain. He is the rider of the white horse coming again to judge the living and the dead because our Jesus is the identity that we now live in and when you hear and see him in what we just shared and read you see yourself not down and out but up and above I'm no longer down and out I'm not a worm I'm not left behind I'm not failing in this world even if I look short Jesus raises me up Jesus Christ is my identity